This is part three of a three-part podcast. I'm Edward Norton. No, not that one, the other one. And I love pies. No, not that kind, the other kind. Hermes is an old-school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good. I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture, and you too might get a slice of pie. Uh, how much do you guys suffer from the limitation on pot and tobacco? Um, I don't suffer at all because neither of those, for me, are interests, so I don't suffer. I, I really value those um, rules myself. I had to adjust to that, okay. on the other hand. And um, I... And I have your reasons, and I, and I can definitely go into like how I differ in my thinking. But it's you know I think it's a, it's a good way to run things. You know, just kind of like have it as a rule. We have had some people that felt like it was a stupid rule, <clears throat> and uh, eventually they were discovered. Mm-hmm. I believe that every case um, they were off the property in less than thirty minutes, and done. After one person had been here for like two months, and um, uh, they were off the property in I think about twenty twenty five minutes, so we're pretty strict about it. Um, and it's like, man, don't don't be feeling like you'll you're gonna get away with it, or you're gonna you know like, oh, it's so stupid. I'll show them. And it's like, you're in a community. And we can, and, and one of the things that led to the, you know, people can smell it on you. And, and when they do, they're, they're like, people are, not only do they smell it on you, but like, oh, that guy just reeks. He just stinks so bad. So you think you're getting away with it, but then <clears throat> the people who feel like you stink, um, are now going to be on the lookout. And that's when you get caught. But, um, I, so I, I guess the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, is that, um, there's a lot of people who partake of either or both and they see the rule and then they just don't come. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's these odd ducks where they're like, oh, I'll, I'm going to, to get away with it. Yeah, that's an immediate red flag and an indicator that you are not probably going to make it here very yeah. easily if you're just ignoring that rule from the get-go. I'd like to encourage those people to create their own community and pursue their own value set if they think that this value set isn't a good one. And so, um, I don't know. I, I know that by having this rule, I am eliminating about 98% of the population. And um, at the same time, I do think that that remaining 2%, a lot of them feel like I do and like Magdalene does about how it's like, oh, I love the idea of this um, being this way. And so I have I have come up, you know, in in my own life, gone through periods where I just did not use, in my case, cannabis for like four or five months, just out of my own volition. So it wasn't like a big deal to come here and see like, okay, I'll just have to quit it now. But um, there have been like days, weeks where, it, you know, I feel like it'd be really nice to like have an edible to get the sensation of just like full, like the body relaxation. And if I really need that, then I can go on, you know, on my weekend, like go take a hike or something. 
road trip to Washington State where all that's super legal. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like um, it's not like a religious thing. It's just what you choose, like what 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 your rules are. So, and that that actually. Um, leads into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is like, okay, what do, what do you bring here? Like physically, what what goods are welcome and encouraged, and what's yeah, what's just best if you leave it at home. So the smells, <laughs> we've had people come that have detergent on their clothes, they've scented oh, detergent. Yeah, it really just triggers our you know olfactory our sensitive little noses. It's, yeah, it's a thing. So um, you know, just be aware of that if you you know like have cleaning products that you use that have scents in them maybe just try to like uh wean off of that before you come here it's just a suggestion it might might make you a little more get a warmer welcome but uh definitely don't bring that stuff here i was gonna say bring lots of safety glasses and lots of work gloves yes you, yeah you have your own agenda with that yeah um but yeah anything that's like natural and beautiful like it, it i think it will be highly appreciated here even um even like shampoos and body soaps like that smell you know fills up the bathroom and it stays around for a while please do not bring perfume or anything like that unscented is best um yeah you guys missed out there was a gal we hired as a housekeeper a couple years ago and and it's like the second she walked in the door, she was obviously wearing But I felt like the perfume was sticking inside my mouth and I couldn't get it oh, out. Oh, that's the worst. I had to leave. <laughs> I had to leave the building. And it, and even, I, I mean, like I left the property entirely because I just like was like, I can't get it off. It's still, it's glued inside my mouth. Oh, oh, it's gross. Yeah, it's not just the smell anymore. It took it's hours. Yeah. Thing in your, yeah, it's bad. It was, it was so, bizarre. Yeah. Other than that, anything. Even, mostly, even like essential oils, like those, if you're going to use a scent, those are, you dilute know, the it. way to go. But definitely dilute it. Like we don't need a scent bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the essential oils, boy. Some people some people really love those and I just can't do it. I'm just it's, it's too much. But we we've, we've done so much of zero of that. It's so zero that that yeah, somebody comes in with even the slightest thing like a shampoo or something and it's like it can trigger a headache. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of people get headaches and then um because that's another thing too is a lot of people come here because they're trying to uh, like they're chemically sensitive and they're coming here or they've got powerful allergies or they've got whatever and they're trying to come they're coming here to get away from all of that and so we've got a lot of places to be able to get away from all of that and but now we all kind of get used to it and then um then somebody comes in with this with regular normal people shampoo and it's kind of like i can't i can't sit down at the table because he's sitting at the table mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just too much it's just too much all right um I want to mention, okay, did you have anything more about what to bring and not to bring? Yeah, food items. So there are staples provided, and anything outside of that, you need to go and buy yourself. It has to be organic or better. Yes. So there is a limitation within that. And, um, yeah, if you bring stuff here and it's not organic, we're going to ask you to kind of just get rid of it. Right, right. Um, Including... Which is hard and painful and awkward and, yeah, please don't bring non-organic food here. We work so hard to do organic or better. And, uh, yeah, so please don't. And then at the same time, coffee. 
I d- uh, we don't provide coffee. Mm-hmm. And so now, once in a while, somebody who sends boot love will send some coffee, and some of the boots enjoy that. But I don't provide coffee, and so, you know, then there's people that show up, and they're like, where the fuck is the coffee? <laughs> like, no. Well, there's uh, two big bags of uh, green coffee beans that need to be roasted. So <laughs> get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Uh, Do that. Um, I think that expensive foods, in fact, uh, we get asked, and Boots love, like, what can people send as care packages to the Boots just to love on the Boots? And I think uh, organic nuts has been a big one. Because I don't, I don't, I buy very little in that space. Yeah. You you sound like you're going to say something, Magnus. I'm moving the microphone. Yeah. Camera. Well, chocolate came to my mind. <laughs> chocolate, is, chocolate is always at the top of that list because it, it goes so fast. You know. Now, yeah. Somebody recently was on their way here as a boot. No, wait. They were coming as a sepper. Yeah. As a sepper. And they said, okay, I'm in Missoula. Is there anything I could pick up? For the boots while I'm in Missoula and I'm on my and I'll be on my way and and I said well Magdalene will be helping you to get settled and Magdalene is a vegan and I do happen to know of <laughs> Magdalene's looking at me like like oh good we're mentioning this <laughs> she's got this evil grin right now oh, I'm and so <laughs> yeah and I said I said well it turns out there's this vegan donut place in Missoula called Vera Donuts and so if you brought a few maybe Magdalene will help you to find the best place to put your tent or whatever it is that they're doing you'll get like and I believe that did bring massive epic happy Oh, yeah. I think everyone was filled with joy that night. (laughs) Plenty of donuts to go around, yeah. Filled with joy and donuts. It's crazy. How are those donuts that good? I mean, you think you've had a good donut. You've been to, what, Krispy Kreme? And you think those are good? It's like, no, you have not. Now, granted, Vera Donuts... Uh Thinks so highly of your don of their donuts that when you get there they're like they're like we'd rather keep the donuts than sell them to you for what you think is a reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know they're like two bucks a donut or something. They're three yeah, bucks a donut, yeah. four bucks a donut. For the fancy ones, they're definitely pricier. But like the generic ones are like a dollar fifty or something. But but I mean like. Being vegan, you don't get a real donut ever. They're all cakey. And so yeah. getting an actual donut is so nice. These are, each donut is a little piece of art. Yeah. And as a non vegan person, it's like I have never eaten a donut as delicious as the Vera donuts. And so, and of course, I think another perk of being here at the boot camp is that you're so close to Missoula, Montana. Um, which I think is the coolest town in the world. Mike, when he was here, was trying to tell me how I was mistaken. (laughs) But I'll hear none of it! None of it! It's just such a coincidence that you happen to be next to the coolest town in the world. It's amazing. (laughs) How how did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. No, I I knew about that coolness, and I selected property near Missoula for a reason. Yes, Missoula is magnificent. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's like the organic nuts. That's probably like the big thing that I oh, go into yeah. town for. Yeah. If people want to send a care package, mm-hmm. we've had care packages of macadamia nuts and and homemade cookies. And somebody went to a bunch of yard sales and got tools, and then sent us uh, packages of tools. I I think it was Katie did that, and like. Um, 
I, I thought that was that was pretty cool too to get a bunch of hand tools mm-hmm. from a yard sale. Um, winter gear. Oh yeah, that's also so 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 appreciated. Um, I came here in May, and so I brought no winter gear with me. Um, not that I really even had appropriate winter gear for a Montana winter. Um, so. Like, I'm trying to look for that right now. I know there's maybe, like, one other person who's on the search for some stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Do you want to say what your shoe size oh, is? Oh, yes. I am a size 8 in women's. Um, I've, <laughs> I, I find that in boots, I've been a size 9, so... <laughs> More room for more layers of socks. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so boots and coat. What I, yeah. I found three pairs of boots that fit me on the free shelf, so I am good. Yeah. And that's another thing too is like when you send the, the stuff uh, to for boot love, then it tends to stay here, and so then future boots get to drink in, uh, drink deep from the boot love. We've got the whole free shelf, which is free for everybody, and uh, we have events, and a lot of times when people leave for the events, they add to the free shelf. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I, I love the idea that we um, accumulate safety glasses <laughs> and and work gloves. Uh, winter gloves wouldn't be bad either. Um, and uh, I I don't know I I kind of so anyway that's that's boot love. There's a whole thread called boot love out at Permies and sometimes and it's like uh, the boots will say that they need something and I'll say put something in boot love and they won't do it. They just mm-hmm. well. It feels difficult to ask sometimes, like especially for something like winter gear that's kind of pricey. Um, there's a there's a little bit of guilt in asking, I think, sometimes. But um, yeah, anything anything is really appreciated. I think used stuff is great, mm-hmm. and so then maybe there's somebody who wants a, a pair of new winter boots, and they'll send you their old ones and stuff. Um, I I don't know. I think it's. Uh, <clears throat> It doesn't hurt to ask. I know that that the people who have sent us stuff have sent things um, from Amazon that cost more than a thousand dollars, and so I think, and especially both of you are keeping BRK threads, so you're posting new pictures all the time out of your BRK threads. I think you might not realize how much people appreciate that kind of stuff, and at the same time, I think that there's a lot of people who just love the idea of sending a care package of a bunch of stuff that they have that they think the boots would love. And so they get those little um, packages, that those boxes from uh, the post office where you can put as much as you want in it, and then the shipping's like a flat 12 bucks or something. And, um, and so then they send these boxes full of fun things. Yeah, certainly if you're considering coming out and joining boot camp, go to the forums, scroll down to the Wheaton Laboratories subforum, and just check out the boot camp experience logs, the topics that the current active boots have. It gives you a great idea of what is currently happening here. Mm-hmm. And go and look at past threads to see, um, you know, what kind of experiences others have had. It, it's a, it's a it's a fun read. A lot of them, yeah, lots of pictures too. I think that if a person's coming here uh, for the boot camp and they are a meat eating person, that they might want to stop by um, and pick something up on the way here. And so if they're flying in, we are used to, to uh, stopping by the good food store on the way here. And people who are driving in, you know, uh, if you're, uh, stopping by the good food stores is, is you know, generally what people do. Um, and uh, But we 
we don't provide, I mean, we provide staples. And then so pick up organic food that's like whatever you're into. Um, coffee has been the funny thing, but but there are sometimes people who send coffee and then we have, we're, we're coffee heavy. But I provide staples, not yeah. not luxury. If you like crunchy cereal, you're going to want to pick up your own crunchy cereal. I like crunchy cereal. <laughs> yeah. Um, like after the first few weeks, my parents asked me like, oh, how are you eating? I'm like, I'm eating good and plenty. Like there is way more food yeah. going into me than I actually need to eat. It's I, good eating. I've never felt like I've gone without something here, and I am always able to have a variety of foods and cook, like, whatever meal I really want. So I have definitely have never felt without. Um, I think, you know, some people need, like, gluten-free bread, or they want some kind of creamer or cream cheese or whatever <laughs> it may be and it's like that's the sort of thing that you want to get for yourself i i think that when you want to charm the boots i whenever anybody asks me and they're going to stop by missoula i mean of course outside of vera donuts <laughs> i say um uh cream cheese mm-hmm. vegan cream cheese butter vegan butter um, yeah miyoko's the, especially yeah yeah uh, Biodynamic whole milk, yeah, yeah, yeah. a gallon of that. Well, maybe that's, two. That's that's one of the staples I provide. What? Yeah, Wait, really? What? Yeah. So Magdalene's been buying the food lately. You didn't know that? Um, I was given a list of groceries, and that was not on the list. Okay, so let's add that maybe to the we list. Can review the list together. So biodynamic whole milk. That would be glorious. And and yogurt. Yeah, I've been getting younger. Okay, all right, all right. So I'm, I'm, you know, so basically I provide mostly vegan, but some vegetarian. Uh, eggs, I provide eggs, um, but it's like uh, prepared foods like uh, uh, frozen pizzas or burritos or anything like that. I don't provide any of that. Um, it used to be that uh, when Josiah was here, he would cook huge meals for everybody with lots of leftovers. Um, so that was boy that that adds community right there, awesome. and he would just he would give it. He would never ask anybody to to do the same. He would just perpetually give. I feel like that's the best way to go because then you have leftovers you can have for lunch the next day or throughout the week, and it's just like, wow, that's so nice. I've heard of communities where they have fights over peanut butter, <laughs> and and we provide unlimited peanut butter. Yeah. 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 So, really good stuff too. Yeah, yeah, organic. Uh, a lot of times, fresh ground in glass, because that's the way Fred likes it. Yeah. <laughs> and he is a PB and J addict. Um, and we provide unlimited bread. Although a lot of people tend to bake their own bread, we, we see a lot of that. Oh yeah, Cheryl's been baking a lot of bread. Yeah. It's it's so nice to have around. Yeah, so um, there are shared meals sometimes, but a lot of times it's you know people do their own thing, but. Anyway, the thing is, is that if you've got the special thing that's your thing, you might want to bring that along and add it. And then when people come by to visit, we've had a lot of people that have been here like six or seven times. And every time they come here, they stop by Missoula and bring out a couple of grocery bags full of the bonus materials. <laughs> and everybody's like, we're so glad to see you. <laughs> and then there's people who bring magnificent cooking skills and they, they start cooking things up. And That's a great thing to bring because there is like a, an awesome kitchen just like 
ready to go here. It doesn't feel like clinical, industrial, commercial, but it also doesn't feel like, you know, cluttered or cl- like claustrophobic. It is the perfect balance of like home, like home warm, you know, comforty and like, oh, you need an immersion blender? It's right there. Oh, you need two different like, like cheese graters going at the same yeah right there i think our kitchen is not large but i have had many people say that this is the most magnificent kitchen they have ever seen i think it's a great kitchen yeah i think it's got everything you need and like gray was saying it feels very homey and for some reason the food just tastes better when you cook it in a kitchen that feels so cozy I, I can't imagine living anywhere other than here because all the other kitchens are going to be so <laughs> banal compared to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all right. Um, I want to go. Now, do you have more stuff on your list about like, no, no. Okay. I, I've got a, I've got another note on my list and that is, so the boot camp does 40 hours a week, 8 a.m. till noon and then 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and, um, and in, from the school of everybody must be thoroughly punished for the actions of those that have come before them, we are very strict about you do not do your laundry during boot time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do that with any, like, job or, uh, yeah, it's not, it doesn't make sense to me to do that. Yeah, and so basically it, it has to do with the, the days of the Gapper program and it became a slippery slope and people weren't putting in very many hours on projects. The other thing is is that during boot time you work on projects that the commanders are going to be selecting dominantly from the abyss, other things that need to be done. And granted, there's all kinds of projects that are really fun and cool to do um, that would be great to for the, to do during boot camp time, but they're not meeting the greater goals. But you've got all this other time for all the rest of the week where you can go do whatever you think is cool. And in fact, part of nest labor is to improve our nest with projects that you think are cool. And so there's a bunch of that too. But the key, the thing I'm trying to point out now is during boot labor time, that's, that's not a time to go take care of your personal chores. I mean, although, there are exceptions like people you know it's like okay I've, I've been living here in montana for a few weeks i need to go get a montana driver's license and they only do it do it, do it during the day so i have to go to missoula for the day and it's kind of like no everybody's got that or they've got like uh, they got to go see the doctor uh during you know regular you know boot hours and it's like no that's cool that's all cool but when people are like i i need to I need to cut out an hour early from boot camp because I'm going to start making this food I like to make because I want to go to bed early. No, you don't get to do that. Uh, we've, we've had people come up with the weirdest stuff where it's like I have to get out of the boot camp for an hour because of whatever. And it's like, no, that's 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 not okay. Yeah, there's there's going to be lots of opportunities to get things done that need to get done outside of those 40 hours during the work week you have two full days to yourself and you know the time in between even your lunch break you can do whatever you want on your lunch break your lunch hour and i feel like that goes back to the choices you make on how you spend your time yeah there's time for whatever you need to do it just depends on how you choose to spend your time i think i think when it gets to be a bit of an issue is when people start having like a lot of 
evening and weekend joy. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, man, I haven't done my laundry in so long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sneak out of the boot camp and pop into the house and start my laundry. Yeah, that's that's not very sneaky. The laundry machine actually will give you away. It, it, it <laughs> sings a little song so we all know. <laughs> Hi, this is Mark. Sometimes talking to a friend or family member about permaculture can be met with a blank stare if it's all new to them. A great way to explain some of it can be over a card game using permaculture playing cards, which each have interesting facts with quality illustrations and descriptions. A wide range of people, places, and things all related to permaculture can be found on the permaculture playing cards at richsoil.com forward slash cards. So I, I think that sometimes people will start their laundry at lunchtime and um, and then, of course, come back and get it, you know, after hours, like at, after five. Yeah. So there's some of that. But the big thing is, is that it's like we've gotten really strict about boot time and what you do during boot time. Yeah. And I, I know I'm not supposed to. Like, I sometimes I forget to feed the cats before. <laughs> and so I just kind of like, oh, wait, quick, just get grab a handful of food. Like during after during the uh, boot hours, it's, it's, I'm not supposed to. But, you know, the cats are yelling at me. So now you must be punished. I guess. So that just means you got to show up five minutes early so you have time. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think that every once in a while there gets to be something, you know, uh, and and uh, something goes down. Something happens. Something stumbles. And, and then what I have heard is that sometimes um, the boots will put in a little extra time later. But more often than that, what I hear is that the boots put in, like, extra time on Tuesday and then it's like okay so you know they're going to knock off a little early on Friday mm -hmm. something like that I yeah. and I I know that that I've heard of that kind of thing but um I I also know that what we've done is when the boots put in a bunch of extra time during uh events um then uh we've we've forked over some fish yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yet how I'll use mine but that seems like a really nice exchange to me yeah I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've put in some extra hours uh, past the uh, boot time, uh, like on the excavator, getting the trench dug for the lab water pipe. Mm -hmm. And so I got I got some uh, currency, some Paul, Paul tokens. For that. Weird, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to ask a weird question now, and I think I've asked both of you this before, mm -hmm. and it's like I want you to pick a number. What percentage of the time, because like if you're a woofer, 100% of your time is for the benefit of the woof host. When, when you're and, working. And there, yeah, 100% of the time that you work as a woofer, mm -hmm. uh, that time goes to the benefit of the woof host who will take, you know, the result of your work mm -hmm. and sell it. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna go, they, you, you have, you have helped to get a crop to a certain point and then maybe even helped with the harvesting of it and then it will be sold for a profit. Mm -hmm. And that's for the profit of the woof host. That's the deal. Yeah. So, um, when you're in the boot camp, what percentage of the time that you spend in the boot camp goes to my profit? <laughs> it's, uh, I think literally none goes directly into like you earning coin off of the work that we do. Um, it's pretty much like 99% to benefit current boots, future boots, and even some past boots and it's, it's just Fred. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Fred. Yeah. 
So Fred's still around, mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, he he kind of leads the boot camp a little bit here and there on projects up at the lab, and then of course he also leads the boot camp for projects on his own plot. But yeah, you're right, pass boots. So you're the number you're picking is 99% is for the boot camp. Oh yeah, yeah, the whole scope. Mm-hmm. Magdalene. I would say so too. I think that. Um Anything that we do in some way, in some capacity, it's always going to be linked back to helping the boot camp. And yeah. yeah. I put some thought in this. This came up like a couple of months ago, and I put some thought in this. It's like, okay, well, what would be that last 1%? What is, and I, and I kind of think that the only thing I could think of is that the boot camp, um, put a bunch of work into an experiment. We do lots of experiments, tons of experiments. And so the boot camp put a bunch of time into an experiment, which failed. And so then that's that's on me, you know. So I outlined the experiment. I said, let's do the experiment. And then the experiment didn't work out. So I feel like that didn't benefit the boot camp. Yeah, I think that, you know, individuals may have their own idea of what would be more helpful to them than this experiment. But the thing is, like, an experiment is an experiment, and if it succeeds, then, you know, that's going to get attention and interest people and bring them here. And then you have this really awesome thing that you can use or enjoy. Yeah, I've I've talked to... um like one or two people who've come through and they were just like asking questions about like, well, why, why is Paul doing it this way? And it it often does come down to like, you're just trying something out and yes, like it's been proven to work another way, like with the passive solar, like truly passive solar greenhouse destratification. It's like, Oh, well just, just put in a solar powered fan. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, that would work, yeah. but it's not, you're trying to like prove something or, or have it proved to not work. You know, true, true. We've had a few experiments that we've done where it's like, it didn't work. So we tried another thing. It didn't work. Try another thing. It didn't work. Try another thing. It didn't work. And after seven, seven or eight things, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry I wasted everybody's time. And, and so it's like, but we, I don't know. I think it's exciting to be part of experiments mm-hmm. and, and put all this work in. I mean, for one thing, like the boot camp put those reflectors in on those destratification pipes, mm-hmm. and it's now working. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. I mean, like um, now it's for the boot camp, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> whereas if it didn't work, that would it have was been redeemed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a little PVC and aluminum mm-hmm. foil or, or whatever foil. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. right. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm. Profiting. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, when the boot camp built the Willow Feeder in Cooper Cabin, it's like, well, I don't, I don't live at Cooper Cabin. Um, and so, I mean. You don't I, right now, at least, you know. Oh, are you, do you have ideas of me moving up there? Oh, you personally. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was imagining like someone else, like in the boot camp being like, well, I don't live yeah. at Cooper Cabin. Yeah, well, true. I think, yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, uh, I don't know. Every I can't think of a thing that I mean. Even the events benefit the boot camp, but and and that's a good thing to talk about too. So the boot camp stepped the fuck up and made the rocket mass heater jamboree really nice 
And they really did a lot of that give a shit and figured out and really made it silky smooth. Um, and now I guess the, the question on the table is, and, and so I can't, I can't ask Gray because he did his work trade and he was in the event, but I can ask Magdalene and it's like, was, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this to be a question like, um, <clears throat> Uh, what was the enjoyment factor like during the event compared to regular boot days? The enjoyment factor during the event, is, I think for me it was just like being around people who are excited about what we're doing and want to help and like helping them find their way to help. And, um, yeah, I think that's what it was for me. I guess another way of, of putting it, of, of asking the question is, is like some people might think that it's like now during an event, do the boots become like some sort of hospitality servants? And uh, then it's like, so then that's the, very high suck factor then. I would say not hospitality servants. I would say um, there is a lot more hospitality involved, but it's not servants. None of it is ever so much that you're just like, you know, constantly running errands and like waiting on people hand and foot. It's like you are there to help them um, and make things go smoothly if there's a bump, but it's definitely not servitude. I mean, during the events, it was probably each boot probably spent an hour or two doing something to facilitate the event i think the boot camp was pretty much just facilitating the event during the rmhj but we also had a very small boot camp so okay that was part of it um you get to visit with all of the instructors mm -hmm. and uh, at all the meals because you guys yeah. join us for all the meals i suppose a servant would be not joining us for the meals <laughs> right um but the boots were right there at all the meals with us mm -hmm. um and then, uh, so you get to visit with the instructors and all this. In fact, let me ask a slightly different question. <clears throat> um, how, how much rocket mass heater jamboree did you get to absorb compared to an attendee? Um, compared to an attendee, I'm not sure because I haven't had that attendee experience, but I would say I got to absorb quite a bit and I think that um, I, I still learned a lot, even just as a bystander to some of the things. And I mean, I feel like my perspective on rocket mass heaters has shifted just by being around it. I wasn't super interested before. And now I'm like, wow, these are actually pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm going to say that, uh, um, it's, it's like, I think I think that the boot camp did not suffer during the event. Um, that instead it was probably a little bit more enjoyable than a normal boot day uh, overall. And you kind of were like a little bit of a half-assed attendee to the event. Yeah, I mean, I would say that any extra work that may have been done, it was, there was a completely fair exchange for that. I got fish and I got to get some learning experience along the way. Yeah. All right. So I, I kind of, I think it worked out really great for the boots in the boot camp. I think it worked out really great for the event. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, let's do that again. That, that was a big, strong win. The only problem is, is like, if we are short on boots, it could get to be not a strong win. Fair? I think that's fair. I mean, m more boots makes everything easier. So. So. 
Um, I want to go back to something I said at the very beginning, and that is that um, I believe that if a hundred million people read my book, that a lot of global problems would be solved. And then the thing I think of, like, okay, how do I get a hundred million people to read my book? And it's like one of these days, maybe one of the things that we create here will go viral. Like when we present it, it'll go viral and that'll attract a hundred million people to my book. And so I kind of feel like the key to going viral, the key to making change, the key to the big, big difference is really the core of it all is the boot camp and how many people there are in the boot camp. I kind of feel like if we had more people in the boot camp, all of this stuff would get done faster. We would get more experiments done. Um, I mean, if we had if we had more people in the boot camp, I suspect that within two years we would try to do the freezer Wafati experiment. Um <clears throat> I know that there is a chance that this upcoming year we will do the uh, Growing a Lemon Tree Outdoors in Montana experiment. Um, we've got, I've got a lot of designs in that space. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a ton of experiments that we could do if we had more people in the boot camp. But we've got projects that have to be wrapped up. And, uh, that's another thing too, is when there's an event, then, uh, like, a like the Rocket Mass Heater Jamboree or the Permaculture Technology Jamboree, there's usually a bunch of projects at the end that need, some finishing touches. Yeah. And so that's, you know, and, and we've got to get to it. We've got to get it done. Yeah. Like I, I took on one of those projects because it's in my living space now and <laughs> I saw it through and Magdalene helps. Um, and now it's, it's looking great. Um, the cleanup after the event wasn't that bad, it seemed. Um, right. I think that's because the boots kept things very clean through the event. Yeah. Yeah. That was the cleanest rocket mass heater event we have ever had. And so and I, I think it's large part thanks to the boot camp. It was very, very tidy. So the, the, the point I'm trying to make now is I think, like, if the annualized thermal inertia test is a great success and we announce it and the announcement goes viral, then I think that that will bring more attention to all the other things we've done and to the boot camp. But, of course, it's like we keep trying things and putting them out and they keep not going viral. And the only thing I can think of is keep making more stuff keep doing this roll those dice and roll those dice and roll those dice and eventually it'll come up with a big win so in the meantime anything we can do to improve the overall forward velocity of the boot camp is what we're looking for yeah it's like you've got an excellent repository of information through your empire and um the yeah whatever it like whatever it ends up being that attracts like you know a stream of people or a whole you know just uh, gets hundreds of millions of eyes on something that can lead them back to discovering you know the rocket mass heater as you know a form of technology that can greatly offset carbon footprint or whatever it is that's um i think that's something we have to look forward to and what you said about the um the projects that we have that need to get wrapped up, it's important to note that in boot camp we don't spend more than four hours a day on any one thing. There's right. always, like, diversity in our good one. tasks. Yeah. That is a really good one. Um, in fact, I kind of feel like while, while there is a theoretical maximum 
Like for right now, the solarium is a very high project, high priority project. And so you could end up doing a half a day every day on the solarium. But I think we even kind of try to avoid that. We try to make it so it's no more than like three or four half days a week on any one thing. But, um, but yeah, it's possible that in a pinch and, and we've got a phrase called pickle out. We don't want to see people pickle out. And we've seen people pickle out and they'll say, but I got to get this thing done. And so it's got to get done right away. And so then they work on it all day, every day for weeks. Yeah. They almost universally pickle out. Yeah. I got it. I I got into the pickling (laughs) doing the excavator seven hours a day. Oh, Um, but that's not like so physically demanding as long as like you keep, you know, taking breaks. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. I had a lot of energy at the end of the day, so like I wanted to like do some physical labor. So um, and that was an exceptional thing. Like we had to get a lot done in a short time. There was a weird thing about the hours, and it would definitely cap out at one week. <clears throat> although it ended up capping out at two, and then I had just recently had to pay that bill. But um, that's another story for another day. There you go. There's a thing to send to the boot camp. Send money to Paul. <laughs> Pay for all this shit. Um, oh, put money in the BRK. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole podcast just about what is a BRK. Well, how about this? Um, how much does it ease your life here to have the funds in the BRK? It it eases my life incredibly. I haven't gotten my first round of BRK money yet. It's in a few days. But, um, yeah, I mean, what we do here, we're not making money, and some of us still have bills to pay, like a car insurance. You know, I have a cat to feed. Um, <laughs> so that really does help, um, I think. It, it helps people be able to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, uh, you were kind of like not putting a lot of posts in the BRK for a while because it was kind of like, mm, yeah, mm, mm. and then um, and then you were like, uh, if I recall correctly, and maybe I'm saying too much, maybe I, maybe I, just, <laughs> I, I, I heard a rumor maybe that uh, you were looking at your finances and thinking about like when you need to leave Wheaton Labs, when you need to leave the boot camp because of just financial stuff and yeah. and then suddenly brk to the rescue yeah that's exactly right so with the brk you can be here indefinitely mm-hmm. whereas for a while you were kind of thinking like mm, maybe i need how to go much, get a worky job yeah how much time can i buy yeah so yeah so um uh it's it's possible now that there is there's no time limit on you being here at least due to finances as long as you keep posting to your yeah <laughs> yeah that's i it's a little difficult for me sometimes the consistency but it's yeah not a lot to ask and it's great reward so yeah and uh, so, Gray, you also have a BRK thread. Yes, um, took took a little bit, like a few weeks, to get on the um, in the routine. I still slip up a few days, um, but yeah, at a certain point, I was at like a fifty percent success rate, like you know, every other day at, on average. Um, but yeah, it's really it it's a great incentive and for me it's it's actually not so important that I get this money. It's it's much more valuable to me to have like something to look back on, like a log of what I did here and to draw on that. Um it's kinda like 
a part of like internet history, I guess now. Um, like I saw, like I posted to another social media, um, and said like, Hey, like I'm, I'm in boot camp. I'm doing this. Come read my thread. And then a guy posted there. He's like, Oh yeah, like you're famous now. Cause Paul just sent out, uh, the daily ish email mm-hmm. and highlighted your thread. So. That brought a lot of people. I, I really like to have the um, interactions with other uh, people on the forums, um, responding, replying, and getting engaged with the with the work and you know just the activities, the daily life here. That's really cool. Yeah, I I think that's not, not something you get all the time. Where um, you go to your you, you go to a I want to say a, a a job or you go to a class or whatever and you take pictures and then you share it and no one cares. <laughs> so at least here people people definitely care. And uh I don't know, I also kind of feel like the work that happens here, I mean, I think that I think that it is making a difference. It's making a very very positive difference on a lot of fronts for a lot of people. And so um I don't know. That's another reason to come and be part of the boot camp. Make a difference. Yeah. I kind of feel like uh, the the amount of difference that you make here is very substantial. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. All right. We got anything else for boot camp people? Um. Yeah, I kind of had something to say, which was that I think one thing that helps Boots also to be successful here, this is something I was talking to Gray about yesterday, I think, um, is um, being able to, um, you know, stick into a long-term vision. Like, the work you're putting in isn't necessarily instant gratification, Um you know, even the solarium build, that's been taking a while. And sometimes I'm like, damn it, why can't it be done already? I want to feel like, you know, that sense of accomplishment. But it's like that comes a little later and there's work that you just have to put in every day. And then, you know, I'm definitely waiting. I mean, the roof going up, like that alone, like seeing the decking starting to go up has felt like, wow, okay, we're getting somewhere. This is feeling good. And so... um yeah, I think having a long-term vision, even just for Wheaton Labs. Like, I don't know, Paul, like your grand vision for this play. You haven't looked at the abyss? Well, but like, you that's know. That's it. That's the, the abyss is it. But then the people and what the people bring and like ah. what comes next and like all of that. Like, I don't know exactly what that will look like, but, um, you know, Wheaton Labs, eight years old, right? Yeah, I've, I have been here eight years. Um. So it's still fairly young. And so people coming in are like helping to build up this community and turn it into this wonderful, wonderful thing, which it is, you know, even now really wonderful. And so it's kind of hard to imagine, you know, what one day may bring. And so I think people might come here and be like, oh, you're still, you know, working on irrigating your gardens. It's like, yeah, but what am I learning along the way that I wouldn't necessarily have learned if I weren't in this, you know, building process? So I think that um, there can be a little bit of a, you know, a struggle there for people, but it's like what you're learning still seems so invaluable to me. I feel like I got in as an early adopter to Wheaton Labs, even though there have been eight years of history before, but it's 
sounds like a lot of those eight years were just plagued with setbacks. Unfortunately, like you could have been so much further as you you've lamented many times. I think if you're going to innovate, you cannot innovate without having a whole bunch of setbacks. Yeah. And um, and on top of that, if you try to set something up, because it's like I don't have the money to pay people to do this stuff, but at the same time, it's like they're you know. Can I set up a program so that way people can get the experiences that they want to get and at the same time we can move forward with these experiments? And so that's kind of what we're doing here. And then there's, of course, deep roots and stuff like that. But um, I – so, yeah, there's going to be – I mean, I even, even if you were to pay people, even if it's like you pay people really good, you would still end up with setbacks, especially when in the world of innovation. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of setbacks, but at the same time, I think there's also been a lot of forward velocity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward like one, maybe two years to like seeing like how long I'm going to stay here. And I do not plan ahead that far normally. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's a new thing. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking of like the seasons, like trying to stay through a whole full cycle of events and seeing if I have the confidence to the ant village thing. That would be cool. Um, the, um, yeah, the, I guess the, the last thing I want to say is like definitely, um, like, learn learn a bit about what's going on here and then bring your own uniqueness your own gifts and respect for the systems the people and and plants and animals who reside here um and yeah you'll have a great time i wonder if we have 20 people in the boot camp for the next year will we accomplish as much in one year as we have accomplished in the previous eight years, therefore, therefore doubling the number of cool things that are here. Um, I feel like that's totally possible. I mean, the more people you have, the more projects you can have going on at once. And I think, you know, having that diversity in your week about what you're working on keeps your energy fresh when you're coming back to it. Yeah. There's this paradox of, like, the more you get done, the more energy you have to do more. Like, the busiest people are the ones to ask to get something done because they'll do it right away. I think a big thing for the boot camp is if you've got more people, then all your projects get done faster. And then you end up, like, in any given week, you've worked on three times more things because Mm -hmm. there's three times more people in the boot camp. Yeah. So... Yeah, I would also, I mean, having more friends, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pairing off into different groups, like every every combination of people has a different dynamic, and that's that's so much fun, like to, to be a part of it, not just to witness it, but like, yeah, work with different people, pair off, you know, break off into groups. Um, right now it's pretty consistent, you know, we have a small group, so we're kind of just doing the, the same kind of pairing off or sticking together kind of deal right more people so like they bring in different skill sets some people are just really big into fermentation and so there's just tons of the fermentation stuff going on and then there's other people that will show up and they're going to be really big into like hunting and fishing and there's going to be a bunch of that and other people are going to be big into foraging and there'll be a ton of that and then other people are really big into gardening and horticulture and there'll be tons of that and some people are big into like not only cooking but really excellent cooking and then so there'll be tons of that and so all 
all these different people bring all their different kinds of expertise, and there gets to be this massive exchange of bits and bobs. And there might not be uh, time during the the boot hours to put in put your expertise into practice. Like if you're um, an artist in a certain medium, well, we're not doing a whole lot of creating art. We're doing things to get the function down. But in your free time, have at it. Like make things beautiful. That like we'd love that. So, Magdalene, have you done any art during boot time? Any art during... Uh, I've done a little bit, yeah. I um, added a cob sunflower to the greenhouse. That's probably, you know, my finest piece that I've added to Wheaton Labs. <laughs> um, but I definitely hope to add more. I think the boot camp definitely has space for some art. It's just about um, how to fit it in, make it work. I think the gates up at Allerton Abbey are definitely very artistic. I, I think that there's probably 40 little bits of art all done during boot time, yeah. just here and there. And I think it's the little bits of art here and there that really kind of give this place soul. I agree. I agree. I think that the more art, the better. I think, yeah, we've got some great stuff here, but... I also think that there's a lot of art that comes through engineering. So like the door at Allerton Abbey, it's not, it's not a painting, it's not a sculpture, nothing like that. But the fact that it's just so massive that when you move it, it has this feel to it that you haven't felt before. And then that kind of like what art is, is to see something you haven't seen before. Yeah, or even just like, you know, the longer people stay, the more improved their skills will become and then when they're in the boot camp they can add that really nice craftsmanship to a project and that is art is it possible that a boot is a piece of art that the rest of the boot camp made i think that's true i mean it goes along with a gardeners gar what is it what gardening is gardeners. gardening gardeners yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's a good point you you've made yes i stand corrected <laughs> all right uh anything else for this podcast boot camp stuff i, I think I, i'm good for now okay more boots more boots yeah more good people i would love if there were more women my age or just women in general. I think the boot camp is a great space for women, and I would love to have more here. It seems like we were recently 50-50 on gender stuff. Mm. Are we... What is it now? Um, in the boot camp, I am the only woman. Um, we have three suppers that are women, um, and then we have Paul... Gray, four four guys okay. in the camp. Yeah. And then there's yeah. Brad. He's he's yeah. a dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely more men so here four, than women. Four women here at Wheaton Labs at this time, out of maybe yeah. ten people total. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, more more women your age. Okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so whether you think you'll be here forever or you just want to see how it goes. Um, or anywhere in between. That would be, you know, that'd be it'd be great to see you, no matter who you are. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, I th I'd like to see more people here uh, to improve forward velocity. And the community thing is always cool. I like it when there's a lot of different people here and we do fun things. Oh, and we never even talked about the half-assed holidays. Okay, I think that might be for another that's day. A, that's another day, yeah. My bladder says this podcast is over. We have some hungry people yeah. probably waiting for us to get Chinese food in, yeah. in town, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. So it's uh, today, 
Today is Sunday. It's one of the days off, and so people have have plans in Missoula. All right, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about the permaculture boot camp, homesteading, and permaculture all the time. Have you ever wondered whether a particular book was really good or just so-so, and if you could trust the reviews online? When it comes to books related to permaculture, Permies has a large list of reviews for over 100 books. Perhaps you're considering a book for yourself or a friend, or you're just curious about what's out there. Stop by permies.com forward slash book and take a look at the book review grid and read some honest reviews, and hopefully you'll find the next book to add to your collection.